Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So let's get into it. Let's talk about pressure. Let's talk about feeling overwhelmed. Let's talk about when we have hit that breaking point and we just snap. Yes, I am referring to what happened this past Sunday, but it's more than that because I feel like I've heard a lot. I've seen a lot in social media and everybody has their two cents that they want to throw into the game. And I just honestly feel that instead of putting your two cents in the business that does not pay you, how about investing it in yourself? Let's turn the looking glass onto ourselves so we can do some reflection. Why do I say that? I say that because I feel like we are quick to, you know, not extend grace, but to extend judgment, to extend our perspectives, to extend our, you know, opinions, whether they're professional or not. Um, And everybody is entitled to their own opinion, right? Everybody is entitled to assess a situation and to give some type of reflections or thoughts on it. I'm not saying that your two cents don't matter. I'm just saying that I didn't ask for them. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, And I feel like everybody is now an advisor. Everybody is now a psychologist, a therapist, a counselor. And it's really interesting how much we feel that that is our new profession to go ahead and speak on situations that we don't quite understand or know, but we can't fix ourselves. Like, seriously, think about it. If everybody was a therapist, then why would we all need therapy? Now, true enough, do therapists have therapists? They do. But at the same time, it's just like, but before you start, you know, counseling somebody else, what counseling have you given yourself? What counseling have you allowed yourself to go through? Because at the end of the day, we all find ourselves in situations where we may react versus respond. Now, What I will say is is that a lot of the conversation has been surrounded towards the offender, right? But who's the offender in the situation? Some people would say that the offender was Chris Rock because of the joke that he made. But that's what he does. He makes jokes. Everybody was being joked on at the Oscars. I mean, even the three hosts were making jokes like that's what the whole you know I don't want to say that's what the whole thing is about because it's not but as far as those who come to the mic it's all about making it a bit lighter because it is an intense moment these are people like this is their Super Bowl for actors and so here it is they've been nominated and the pressure is on I really want to win but if I don't so they try to make it more lighthearted by telling jokes. That's what they do. Um, whether a joke went too far or not, that's neither. He- I don't want to say that's neither here and there, but it's just more than that's not the bigger picture. And some people may disagree with me on that. Um, I do understand that it was sensitive. But at the same time, when you walk into the room, you kind of open yourself up to it. We can talk about that, but I don't want to spend too much time on it. 
Then there's the offender of Will Smith, right? Because regardless to you, you know, protecting your your wife or protecting your family, which I commend him for wanting to stand up for her and to, you know, cover her. I think that is what a husband should do for a wife. And I think it's a beautiful thing to see a black man do for a black woman. At the same time, I think how you choose to defend or to, you know, take back honor for somebody, uh, there are consequences for every decision. I mean, that's something that I, I try to explain to my children every single day. Like every day you are faced with decisions to make and you have to understand with every decision, there is a consequence, whether good or bad. Usually bad decisions lead to bad consequences and good decisions lead to good consequences. Um, so, I mean, it's there's a consequence for every decision that we make and that is where he has found himself. But then I also want to say, you know, then we look at Jada who was offended or I don't want to say that she was offended. We could all see the pain in her face when the camera went to her after the joke was said. She could see that she was annoyed by it. What happened when the camera went back to Chris Rock, whether Will looked at Jada, she was crying or whether he looked at her and saw it. We don't know that moment, but whatever happened, it happened rather quickly because the next thing you know, you saw him going up there. Okay. But then there's also, again, the one who was offended. And that's what I meant to say in regards to Jada. She, we assume because based off of, you know, body language that she was offended. And that is when Will felt that he needed to go and honor her. But Chris Rock was also an offendee because he got hurt. But not only did he get hurt physically, but his character or his, you know, representation out in the world was also affected. Um, and that's something that is going to live with him. You know, even though there's some of us who is just like, oh, he's he should be commended for how composed he stayed because had that been you know me or and when I say me I'm not talking about me specifically I, I really don't know how I would have reacted in that situation to be quite honest I don't think any of us could really say what we would have done if we were actually in the situation hindsight is 2020 we can all say oh what I would have done but you ever think about when you are in the heat of the moment, how you're going to respond? Is that really how you're... I would like to think that I would keep such composure, but at the same time, I know that sometimes when I'm in the heat of the moment, I don't always keep my composure. Sometimes I go off. And that's really what I want to focus on more about today. Not so much about what happened. What happened to me is another just depiction of you know when we make choices in our life split second choices and decisions and we act in our emotions how it doesn't necessarily play out right but where does all of that come from you know um and again a lot of speculation has been made and a lot of people have been putting their two senses on it I, i'm not here to give my two senses about that situation in particular 
what I do want to talk about this morning is more so about the fact of how we carry a lot. I want to talk about the cupbearer. I want to talk about the person who is always trying to help others and always trying to do for others and serve for others, but never serving themselves, never helping themselves, never realizing that, oh, my cup is empty and I now need to be filled. How does that relate to what I was talking about in the beginning? There were some things that Will said in his speech. I mean, you can pull apart, pull it apart the way that you want to. Some people were saying that he was still making it about him. Maybe he was. I don't know. But there were certain things that were being said in that speech. There are certain things that I see overall um, in the picture is, is that there is so much that is placed on individuals that we place on ourselves that we feel like we have to be so strong in and that there's so much pressure there's so much pressure to present ourselves a certain way especially in the african-american community or just for minorities people of color there are so many pressures upon us to present ourselves a certain way to be accepted in this world so that we can achieve quote-unquote the american dream there are so much, let's break that down even further, there's so much placed on women in this world to be accepted so that she's not looked at as being aggressive, but it can relay as passion. Because if she reacts the same way that a man would react, the reaction to her reaction is completely different than the reaction to that of a man. Let's think about that for a moment. Had the one who was offended in the actual joke, Jada, has she not kept herself and she was the one who got up and slapped Chris Rock? How different would the conversation be? What would have been said about her? And then to also think about the fact that, you know, here it is, we sometimes have so much advice to give to other people or not so much really advice, but that we say these motivational or inspirational things to encourage one another, but then find ourselves not even taking our own encouragement. I'm guilty of all of this, y'all. I am guilty of finding myself sometimes not even taking heed to the advice that I may give someone else or not exercising the restraint that I may talk to somebody else about. And this is exactly why for me, my biggest thing was grace. It was about just extending grace because there is times that I need that grace extended to me. There are times that I need to extend that grace to myself because I feel ill-equipped or unqualified, or not enough in a situation, I feel like I am overwhelmed, that I have so much pressure on me. I am this cupbearer. What is a cupbearer? What are you talking about, Hannah? Well, by definition, a cupbearer is someone who serves drinks, you know, pours wine. This is something that was, you know, back in the day, you know, normal characters, they had cupbearers come and pour their wine. But the reason why I refer to the cupbearer is because the cupbearer is a server. They're serving wine. They are pouring the drinks for the guests at the reception. Or they are the one who stood by the king's side. And when the king said that they were, 
you know, thirsty, they would first take a sip of the cup to make sure that it was not poisonous and then give it to the king, right? The cupbearer takes on a lot. The cupbearer is the server. The cupbearer is the one who is always giving and doing for somebody else. But who's doing for the cupbearer, right? How often is the cupbearer actually taking time for themselves to reflect on what is being poured back into them. I recently read a, a quote that, um, or not even a quote, it was, a, it was something that I saw on, on social media. And, and in the statement, it was saying that they were always taught to, to help others, but never taught how to reach out for help themselves. That really resonated with me because I was like, ooh, that's me. Because I have had a hard time. I'm learning to do better now, but I, and, and I'm not quite 100% there yet. But in my past, I had a very hard time with asking for help, but willing to help others. It was this whole superwoman complex. And I and I and it's a, I love social media because social media has all these empowering messages. But for me, it's like we need to break some of this stuff down because we it it works both ways a little bit. And I'm trying to take my time <laughs> because there's so much that I want to get into um, to really explain what I'm talking about because there was this there was this. Um, recent not skit but you know motivational speech or whatever on Instagram that I saw where a woman was talking about mothers and talking about the fact of how like pretty much mothers are Jill of all trades okay because mama can be a nurse she can be your lawyer she can be your your cook she can be your chauffeur like mama is all of these things and so she was being very inspirational and motivational to mothers because a lot of times you know people are like oh she's just a mother and it's said as if being a mother or just a mother is like nothing it, it it's not good enough for your stay-at-home moms you know the the ones who don't have a outside job or a job that actually requires her to complete a, a w-2 form a job that she can you know claim on her taxes but motherhood in itself is a job it is many jobs all combined into one it is a job that sometimes is you know it can be very fulfilling but for some women is unfulfilling because it's looked at as less than you know, being a mother takes a lot. As a matter of fact, you don't ever get to take off the title of mother. You don't ever get to clock out of that. Now, some women, they, they can. They have their own sense of clocking out. But essentially, there is no on and off switch when it comes to motherhood. And so this is what this this whole post was talking about. And it was very inspirational and very powerful and I was like oh yes like I felt the extra energy that was coming off of it like yeah I'm a mother and what and this um I'm a boss but then I quickly had a moment of this is why a lot of mothers are tired they are tired because I'm living up to this high standard of what motherhood is supposed to be I really hope there's somebody out there that can feel what I'm saying. 
and that can relate to what I'm saying because I have succumbed to that superwoman syndrome. I if you look back over my my you know the podcast, I believe I even did an episode on the superwoman syndrome because you I let me speak for myself. I have fallen into that that place where it was just like oh I gotta be superwoman like I took pride in being superwoman I took pride in being able to run my household and and run it so well that I was running myself rigid and weary that there were points where I was just running on exhaustion and fumes and if I'm running on exhaustions and fumes does that now mean that I'm not a good mother because I don't know how to balance my 24 hours hello Talk to me, somebody, because it's like a it's a catch 22. It's either you got this motherhood thing down and you are just like thriving in it. You are able to cook three meals a day for your family. You're able to spend time with your with your children individually. You're able to still, you know, go out and be your own boss and manage your own business. And like, you're able to do all these things. Oh yes, I am mom. I, I am, I am mom goals. I don't need to look at anybody else. People need to look at me because I'm mom goals. I got this down. It's either you feel that way or you like, oh my gosh, like look at what she's doing. She's able to run her own business. She's able to take care of her kids. She's on PTA. She's making, you know, chicken nuggets from scratch. Matter of fact, she she's a chef. Like she don't even have to make her kids um, chicken nuggets. She got her kids eating all they they vegetables and all and getting all of their nutrients. Like she doing the thing. What am I doing? And you find yourself comparing. You find yourself feeling less than. You find yourself feeling inadequate. And it's just like, God, I can't do this. Like, this is what the standard of motherhood is, and I it's unattainable, it's unreachable. Like, for real? This is what has some people so stressed out. So stressed out because they are trying their best to meet these standards that was never required for them to meet. Whatever kind of mother you are, that's you like you can still be super without acting like you gotta do it all and I I I had to figure that out for myself I had to figure that out along the way like oh my gosh what am I doing to myself like I'm I'm taking pride on being able to do this like oh yeah I can I can manage all of these different things. But it's like Anthony said to me a long time ago, like, yeah, it's great that you're able to oversee all of these different things. But how many of these things are actually working efficiently? How many of these things are actually making major impact when you're doing all the things? Yeah, you can take pride on, oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a mom boss and I got this and I'm doing this. But at the same time, it's just like, how, how are you functioning? And that, that's pressure. That's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure to feel like, oh, I gotta, you know, in order to show myself as being this, this bomb mom, you know, that got it all together, you know, taking care of the kids, taking care of the household, got 
it's a lot of pressure to do that. And sometimes you can snap because sometimes you may be yelling at your kids, not saying that yelling at your children is wrong. How you parent is how you parent. But I'm just saying, like, your kids got feelings too. When I when I was a kid, I didn't I didn't like getting yelled at. So I don't want to give those same type of stressors to to my children. And so it's just like we we're we're constantly pouring and pouring and pouring and constantly, you know, trying to take care of everybody else and to show ourselves and take pride in being able to do all the things and not needing the help. But you do. Some of these mom bosses out there that, that you may be comparing yourself to, that you may be looking at, that you may think sets the standard. And so now you're trying to fit into this standard of, oh, okay, this is the type of mom boss that she is. This is the type of mom. She, so I'm trying to I'm trying to have a seat at their table. But is is that even the party that you should be trying to be a part of? Is that is that the table that was set for you? You know what I'm saying? Is that is that where you're even supposed to be? Because maybe you're supposed to be setting a standard, a more, uh, and I don't want to say a more attainable or more achievable standard, but for you, what is attainable for you? Because again, yeah, there's so many different types of moms out there and they they speak to other mothers, but who are you speaking to? Listen, y'all, like whoever I can inspire or encourage, I want to be able to do that. But I got to do it being authentically me. And yeah, do I struggle sometimes with trying to manage it all myself? I do. And I have had to realize like Hannah asks for help. There's nothing wrong with asking help. It actually takes strength to ask for help. And to say, I don't have it all together. It's okay to say I'm not okay. And I feel like a lot of the times, like, and that's me, who is not a celebrity, who is not out in the public eye like that. It's easier for me to acknowledge that and not feel like I am letting anybody down because I've portrayed all of these things. And I do wonder sometimes, like, Oh, God, I don't know what you have in store for me or for this podcast. I'm just doing what I feel you have told me to do to just go out there and share. And and I've been I've been doing this now for for about two going on three years. I don't know how he's going to choose to use this this podcast. And I think about it about the day that he may allow this to become one of those like leading podcasts where a lot of people are you know listening to it or something and I'm not saying that there's not people listening now but you you gotta search for Hannah's world (laughs) it don't just pop up on your feed as a suggestion but if and when that happens right and people really know my name or know who I am And I'm saying all these things and and they're like, oh, wow, you should really listen to her. She got some, you know, good things. She's real relatable, you know, authentic, blah, 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 all the stuff. But then there's that day where I have a 10% day. What's going to be said then? I I think about that, y'all. I think about that. I think about that just within my 
circle of friends because I and I could be projecting, but I think that to my friends, I am considered the strong one, the one that's able to hold everybody else up, right? But what about when the strong one is having a 10% day and the strong one may be acting a little out of character? Is the strong one not allowed to do that? And am, am, am I not, do I really, I don't know. This is a real question. Maybe I should go and ask my friends. But do I, I mean, they'll, they'll probably tell me like, of course, Hannah, we'll be here for you. But I'm just saying like in my mind, maybe that's not a question for me to ask my friends, but it's a question for me to ask myself because in my mind, do I really feel like if I'm having a 10% day that I could really just show that and be covered? Because I think that's what the real question is, right? Do you feel covered to be vulnerable? Do you feel like you could really let your guard down and be like, yo, I know that I'm usually the strong one. I know that I'm the one that's usually motivating and encouraging and helping everybody else out. But today is not the day. Today, I'm at 10%. I need for the rest of y'all to be my 90% because I only got 10 to give. And I'm on the verge of breaking. I'm on the verge of cracking. Like, do I really feel secure enough? Because again, it takes strength to be vulnerable. Do I feel secure enough to just let go? That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure that a lot of people, because I'm not the only one. I don't think I am. I think that's a lot of pressure that people carry with themselves to feel like I, I can't really break down. And then something like what happened on Sunday happens. Where it's just like, oh, okay. The, the the pressure cooker has been cooking for some time. And the pot, the, the top is about to blow. And it did. And unfortunately, it blew on a very big stage. And now there's consequences for the decisions and the actions that took place and everybody is speculating and everybody has something to say what an uncomfortable place to be in that now that you did not maintain your cool you didn't manage your emotions well enough in that moment because you've had all this pressure on you that you've been going through that you really and I mean yeah I mean, I can't speak for him, but for myself, obviously the pressure is is spewing because I didn't, you know, the little release cap on top of the pressure cooker to let some of it out. I didn't turn that knob to release some of my pressure. And, And in doing that, in reality is telling somebody, yo, today is a 10% day for me. Yo, I've been under a lot of stress. Yo, I've been going through this. I've been reflecting on some things, but I haven't really been sharing because it's like when other people tell me that they're going through this, this is what I would say to them. And right now I'm trying to say that to myself and or, or it's not working or it's like right now I'm really not even trying to hear that. But I like you didn't release it. I didn't release it. So the pressure was just continuing to build up. And I hit a breaking point. And I think for him, that's what happens. Does any of that justify you reacting in a way that can cause harm to another person? No. 
But this is just something that I've, I've been thinking about in regards to like somebody being on a pressure. And that doesn't mean that you're out of your right mind. It means that you're human. Like how it, it's so interesting how when someone who we have placed on this pedestal that is out in the public view, that when they have their their moments of vulnerability, how we just tear the curtains open to just expose all of that to the world. I couldn't imagine what that's like to become unraveled on such a big stage where everybody's watching me unravel. This has happened to so many people, to so many people who have found themselves in this downward spiral of success that it's like everybody sees me I'm surrounded by so many people but I feel so alone nobody's really checking on me nobody really knows how I feel nobody really knows what I'm going through but I'm trying to be the strong one because this is the persona that they have and then there's just this moment where the pressure is so high and you haven't released any of it that it just pops and it pops in front of the entire world. And now everybody got their two cents. Everybody got their thing. Everybody putting on their therapist cap. Everybody putting on their counselor cap. Everybody putting on their psychologist cap. Everybody want to say what they want to say. And all they're doing is adding to the pressure. Adding to the pressure that was already there. The cup bearer is continuing to pour and to serve Serving society, serving the world, serving family, serving everybody who just sees what they have always wanted to see of that person, their expectations of that person, their standards of that person, their standards of the industry, their their labels, what we consider to be acceptable, continuing to put this on the cupbearer and the cupbearer is continuing to perform, continuing to fill other people's cups with what they desire while never really being true to themselves. Because a lot of times we're saying that we are. Oh, I'm being true to me. But even with being true to you, there's still some type of conformity. Conformity to what the world considers to be a standard. That is unacceptable. By whose standards? I think that's, to me, that's like the real question here. In me trying to be authentically me, in me trying to be unapologetic about who I really am, in discovering myself, embracing myself, with me trying to figure that out without the world's standards, as I am becoming, I still have to conform. Because I'm trying to strip away y'all standards to figure out who I am, who I am without the standards. And then while I'm doing this self-discovery, there may be something that I'm like, I don't like that about society standards and what society says. So, but if I'm trying to live among society, I'm now a rebel. I'm now strip... I don't know, y'all. It's it's a lot to unpack, in my opinion. It's a lot to handle. 
And I just feel like while we are still becoming, because as we continue to live, we evolve and we grow and we're all under construction. All of us have areas in our lives that we are continuing to work on or we should be continuing to work on so that we can just become better versions of ourselves. But where does the version of our current version fit in? Where does the version that we are becoming, that we are continuing to evolve into, where does that fit in? And are we ever to fit in? Because let's take it back because y'all know I always got like, my. I go back to my foundation and my core. I was set apart from the beginning. I was never meant to conform to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. I was always supposed to be set apart in this world, but not of it. I mean... Y'all may say, okay, honey, you going, it's a bit of a stretch when you're trying to compare what happened on Sunday. I'm not talking about the actual events of what happened Sunday. I'm talking about how the pressure builds up to maintain this persona or who people intend for you to be. You're serving, you're serving, you're serving, but are you really serving yourself? Are you really reflecting on yourself? Are you really allowing that release to happen throughout your day-to-day so that you don't have a moment where you just pop off? And if you do still have a moment of popping off, who is there to cover you? Where's your covering? Where's the grace extended to you? Where's the grace that you're extending to yourself? These are just all the thoughts that I've been thinking. (laughs) And I am completely open to hearing what you all have to say. What are your thoughts? What do you feel? I really hope that y'all got something out of this episode today. It's always my prayer that you do. And it's always my hope that you'll, you know, provide some feedback. Let me know what you're thinking. And you can do that by sending your listener letters into hannahsworld00 at gmail.com. Or you can hit your girl up via DM or in the comments on IG at hannahsworld00. But until next time, peace out, world.